With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. It is time for comments from YouTube, which, of course, uh, comes to you each Monday regarding the Vikings. I am Judd. He is Declan, co-host of the show. And um, I am willing to bet, Declan Duff, I'm going to go out on a limb here and bet that we have quite a few comments regarding, let me see here, the head coaching search. Yes, a lot of them. A lot of takes coming in from our YouTube comments section. If you'd like your uh, question answered, leave a comment here, uh, specifically for the comments from YouTube edition. We'll be doing these twice a week now that the season is over. But uh, this is still your show, seven days a week, Minnesota Vikings content. So if you want your question answered, comment on our YouTube page. You can also send us uh, some questions via the Score North app as well. It's a central hub for everything we do. Uh, let's start with this one, Judd, because as you said, a lot of comments about possible options here. And it's very volatile, obviously, with the head coaching cycle moving all over the place. So who knows? Up in the air. Harbaugh's in. Harbaugh's out. O'Connell's in. Okay. Let's start with John's comment here. He says, either hire a past successful coach or flip a coin on a rookie head coach. Hmm. Two paths there for John. Hire a past successful coach or flip a coin on a rookie or flip a coin on a rookie head coach. I will say, I mean, Raheem Morris is a past head coach. I wouldn't label it as a success his first go around. Not that it was his fault, but I wouldn't label it as a success. And outside of the major candidates, Judd, it doesn't really seem like they have taken anyone at least seriously or into deep consideration that isn't Jim Harbaugh in the terms of a successful past head coach. The Doug Peterson steam doesn't really seem like nothing's going to brew there. Uh, what do you make of John's comment? Either hire a past successful coach or flip a coin on a rookie head coach. Well, I guess despite the fact he flamed out with the 49ers that Jim Harbaugh would be considered the past successful coach. Now, it did, I believe, go four years and out, including three very successful ones and an appearance in the Super Bowl. But you know what? The problem here is this. You're not... So I would rather that they go with a young coach that they bet on as opposed to what you might consider to be a successful or recycled coach. Now, Harbaugh is probably not recycled because he's only had one pro job and it was for four years. Um, but that being said, I, I think a guy like uh, I think a guy like uh, D'Amico Ryan's is intriguing. Mm-hmm. He definitely has an it factor. And and look, I think one of the things that bothered the Wolves and has basically since their second year that they owned the Vikings is, is this. And I'm not even saying that there's a solution to the problem. 
But I think it bothers them that Mike Tomlin left the building after one year and turned out to be such a damn good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, we all saw it, and it was a year into Childress, so I don't think there was ever a consideration of, oh, fire Brad now. That being said, though, I think they learned a lesson, and that is if a guy has the ability to command a room and, and is a really smart, bright guy, um, you can't get hung up on, oh, he's only been you know an assistant coach for X amount of time, or he's too young. Um, now, that's a tricky thing to navigate and be right about, but for what the Vikings are doing, I would almost prefer to go the younger route and take a chance. This is, I mean, sports is all, all about that, right? Sports mm-hmm. is all about gambling and taking chances. Um, I get tired of the, well, I mean, this guy's been a coach before. So if they take a chance, heck, if they take a chance and try and draft a quarterback too, which they probably have to at some point in time, I'm not going to criticize that. Hopefully they have the personnel and the right people in place who hit on their decisions. Um, But we get very afraid of change here and of being wrong and flat out in sports. Sometimes you're going to be wrong. It's just, it's that simple. Yeah. Not everyone bats a thousand. You know, I, I kind of not to spin in a different direction, but I'm, I'm so, it kind of irritates me when people call out Shafter. Well, Shafter was wrong. Shafter is wrong about Brady. Just number one, have you ever been right at your job, Joe Plummer no. or, or Joe Real Estate Guy? Like, you're wrong. You, sometimes you're wrong. Schefter's not going to be wrong, too. And, and Schefter, more it's odds than that, is, is, he's, yeah, he's going to be right in that uh, regard. Back to the Vikings, though. I mean, I, I will say that it, it is an interesting route to take because I think if they go with the Jim Harbaugh route, which we'll get into here with more comments in just a little bit, uh, that I think it accelerates the process and not uh, doesn't delay any time period of, well, we'll give you a little buffer. We'll see what happens. It, it, that's a win now hire. That's a splash hire. Mm-hmm. And I don't think um, unless Jim's, and I could be completely wrong here, unless Jim has said, no, I, I do want to tear this down. Give me a year or two to build it back up. But I don't think Jim Harbaugh would leave Michigan for that mindset, Judd. Like, I, I don't, if Harbaugh's coming here, it'd be, no, I, I can see it with this roster and I want to win right now and I'm not going to delay that process. I, yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think that he, he knows, he has to, to know that in the National Football League, his shelf life is probably a maximum of, of five years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if he's going to come here, it's because I think he's going to say, I can get the most from Kirk. This offense is really good. I'm good with quarterbacks. Um, with the rest of the candidates, it's not that they're going to try and be bad, but I think that there's more of, of a window of opportunity to build a new team, which by the way, I sort of like, Yeah, like, I, I don't know how much more that you can run this thing back. There are some great pieces, uh, but there's also pieces that probably need to go. And if Harbaugh got the job, wouldn't want them to go. So the more I think about this, I do like the purple daily Judd thinks mm-hmm. that the Harbaugh thing w- would be great fun. It'd be fantastic fun. Yeah. Uh, so is the, the executive producer. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I, I think that Phil does as well. But the Judd who covers the team and knows what's best probably thinks it's best to go with a coach who could be who could be great, um, could fail. But the flip side is is more patient and is willing to allow for a building, mm-hmm. the building blocks, which is also going to include subtraction of some current players. Craig says if they are going to tank. They'll hire D'Amico Ryans. If they decide to stick with Kirk, 
they'll go with Harbaugh. What do you think of Craig's assessment there, Judd? If they, if they go to Miko Ryans, you think that's the slow burn, slow play? Hey, let me get my guys. Let me build up that defense again. I th- that that's my big thing. And and look, handling and and creating a defense takes time. And the Vikings' defensive pieces are completely up in the air right now. It's going to be a slow burn to get them back up. But what do you think of Craig's assessment? If they go to Miko Ryans, it's probably to tank and and get better capital and get better roster construction. But if they went with Harbaugh the odds are that they'd actually stick with Kirk. What do you think of that? I think that's probably correct. And I don't know that tank is the right word with Ryan's, but I do think that that if you go with O'Connell, Ryan's, or perhaps Morris, I think you would be definitely more inclined to hit a refresh, reset button. Harbaugh, no. Um, and I'm trying to, to think back. I want to say, so Mike took over a defense that was putrid in 2013. 2014 was his first year, and I think their ranking was not great. Mm-mm. And by 15, they had basically changed things and defensively had gotten good. So the thing about the defense, too, and the schemes is it doesn't take years. Um, we, we seem to think that that what we call rebuilds are five years. They're really not. They can be quick. So I would say that if you brought in a defensive guy like D'Amico, your defense could pop back up quickly, probably not in 2022. But I see I see no reason why things, Declan, can't be geared towards whoever is coaching this team with being extremely competitive by 23. Mm-hmm. I agree. Eric brings up a different side, though, in our YouTube comment section. He says, I can see Jim wanting a rebuild so he can build the team in his image. But and think about it from an egomaniac perspective. End quote uh, from Eric. What, what do you think of, Jim, of of Jim's comment there regarding, or excuse me, Eric's comment there regarding Jim Harbaugh actually do want, wanting to kind of strip things down because he is such an egomaniac that he would want all of his pieces. What do you think of that? I don't think so. I mm-hmm. think he would w- want to win. And again, I think he has to know. Perhaps it's deep down in Jim Harbaugh's heart that. He's not a guy who comes to a place and and lasts eight years or seven years. I think the most he's going to last, um, especially in the National Football League, is five. So, no. I think if Jim came here, the whole intention and the Wilfs would be excited by the prospect of what he could tell them about this is going, you know, I'm going to get here and we're going to hit the ground running. So, I disagree with all due respect. Yeah, Calvin says one more comment here on Harbaugh. He goes, enough of John Bacon and Jim Harbaugh. I don't care what Harbaugh has uh, has done as a head coach in the past. I'm done with the Vikings if they hire him and will boycott watching their game. Come on, Vikings Nation. Let's support the other first-time head coach candidates. Could you see a, a fan starting to boycott, Judd, if, uh, if Jim Harbaugh was hired here? It'd be a three-ring circus. Why <laughs> would you boycott that? No. It'd be like Christmas every day. Um, I see a lot of that. You know, I'm done with them. I'm going to boycott them. And then the season starts and fans come back. So, no, I do not think that the, the aside from a very select few who might hate uh, Harbaugh and or Michigan, I do not see a mass boycott of this team because of who the coach is. Sorry. I get it. Uh, transitioning to some other off-season and, and off-topics, not including the head coach. Uh, before I do that, Judd Zolgad, but when you're, when you're done watching Championship Weekend, you start now getting back into the reckless speculation ideas of the Minnesota Vikings. What's the first beverage that you're cracking open to uh, get those oh, ideas boy. in your head? Let me see what that would be. Uh, that would be 
a product from my friends from Surly Brewing, and in particular, the best IPA I'm going with in the entire world. Take that. Surly Furious, of course, which I hope that people had right by them a can. In fact, I've got one right here of Furious during uh, Championship Sunday, which, just like the divisional round, was spectacular. Surly Furious is the beer to have by your side in two weeks. Super Bowl, I hope that people are enjoying Mm -hmm. a a surly and if you are send me a picture of course on twitter show us your cans show us your cans jay zolgad on twitter show us your taps whatever Mm -hmm. whatever you're consuming your taps are good too don't forget uh, a surly furious tap don't get me wrong i like it out of a can but uh and anything i have extra citrus of them now yep you got a whole there's a whole list of them they're they're great they're great beers i love me a good surly furious tap beer it's one of the better ones out of a tap it's very very good uh tom says i think the wilfs will give cousins one more year to see if it was Zimmer and Kubiak and via a maybe Stafford changes of scenery. And he actually uh, tells it to you, Judd, because he says, number one, the Vikings' offensive line was 28th, the defense was 31st, uh, 27th in rushing allowed, 26th in passing, just not a good defense. And he thinks actually that the Wilfs will give Kirk one more chance and also kind of take that change of scenery route to say, all right, was it the infrastructure or was it Kirk? What do you think of Tom's assessment that the Wilps will give Kirk one more chance here? I don't like the idea. I think Tom might be right. I think the Stafford thing, while I do not think that the two are comparable completely, I think the Stafford thing is going to be broached and discussed. And it's always, Declan, easy to make a scapegoat or a bad guy from the guy who's gone, right? And look, Zim, in the last two years or so, definitely did some things wrong. And and there's no question that for the entire time he coached Kirk here, I think he it's safe to say probably he resented his presence. So I would not dismiss that. Personally, my, my problem is if you're going to bring him back and bite the bullet on the contract, it's sort of crazy. Um, but what I don't want to see, and this is what we keep coming back to, is an extension. Because I, I think you need to see, okay, Kirk is Kirk. Again, statistically, a great box score. Um, but what I don't want is, well, let's give him three more years now. And then in the second year of new coach, he says, this isn't really working so well. And you're like, well, yeah, but we're stuck with Kirk. So if Kirk had two years left and the cap hit was not as exorbitant as it's going to be, I'd probably be like, all right, I don't like it. But roll with that. But Declan, the problem is that cap hit in the last year. And if you extend him now, I think you've opened the door to um, a sameness affecting this franchise that you probably want to and need to change. Yeah, it's tough. I can. It makes a lot of sense. I'm at 55, 45 that he stays and that he goes uh, yeah. in terms that he's still going to stick around here. It's it's as much as there is a probably a demand for other teams who are looking to upgrade at quarterback. It's still a, a tough pill to swallow for another team to take on a $35 million cap hit. Now, I think if the team that acquired Kirk, they would likely extend him to smooth out the cap hit immediately. They They wouldn't just say, hey, let's roll with you for one year, and especially if they're also giving up capital to do so. Um, But I agree. I I can see a case for the Wilfs to say, you know what, we are going to give you one more chance, but I, I do think in general they've seen enough and that they'll defer to the next head coach and now Quezzy of what they truly want to do there. I, I think their feelings are made up on how they feel about Kirk, and they'll defer the final linchpin 
to the owners uh, to the general manager and head coach of what they want to do with Kirk Cousins. Crazy needs to tell them. Yeah. We're moving on. Yeah. But the question is, he's young and in his first GM job, is he going to do that? Mm-hmm. And I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, Indigo says, are we really done with Kellen Mond before we even see him get a legit shot? Are we done no. with Kellen Mond, John? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, no, he's, he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he was, what, a third-round pick? So he's got three years left on his rookie contract? No, he's not done. Um, I have no idea if he's good or not. We don't have a clue. But, no, you're, you're going to give him a chance to at least – prove himself and I, I feel bad for him as well because I think that 2022 is going to be probably the first time he's properly coached if that makes sense but I'm not done I'm not there I there is no reason to pull a plug on that draft class right Wyatt Davis we have no idea he could start next year we don't know um Rick's for for the most part I think it's safe to say Rick Spielman's last draft class has as big of incomplete grade as a draft class can, can get. Like we have no idea who was coached well, who wasn't. Uh, I am giving the majority, if not all of that draft class, Declan, basically a chance to come back, prove themselves. But Kellen Mond, I'm not done. No, I'm not done. Hell no. Corey says, uh, thank God Mon came up in these conversations on the YouTube channel because we've been brainwashed by Zimmer about Mon, and I think there is something there, according to Corey. Yeah, I do think there's something there. He was damn good at Texas A&M. Is the potential that he is uh, not a viable starting quarterback? Yeah, the potential. The, the odds are is he's not going to be a viable starting quarterback, but it's not zero. Like it, 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 you have to figure out if this guy's actually legitimate to build around, and that's why you draft guys. That's why you take chances. The, the, the Vikings have rarely taken quarterback chances on quarterbacks in the draft, and Kellen Mond could be a bust, but also, no, let, 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 I agree. Up. Let's not write him off yet. Let's see what he does with the new management. There could definitely still be something there. Mm-hmm. On that same vein, KFT says, I hope the new coach is really good at evaluating talent. How long did it take for Zimmer and his staff to figure out that Pallet Elf line, Garrett Bradbury, etc. were just awful and not good? He wants to see uh, the new management and new coach, for that matter, come in here and evaluate talent better at a rate be- at a better rate than the Spielman Zimmer dynamic did. So Spielman and Zimmer did a. I think they that there was a time period where that statement's unfair. I think that there was definitely a time where they did a good job, and and in Elf Line's defense, until he. He got hurt uh, in his rookie season. He started at center, and I believe he hurt his shoulder. And then in the NFC Championship game, cracked his ankle really badly. He never came back from that, at least as a Viking. So I'm going to defend him a little bit there because I think that he was, I think he was be above serviceable, so not great, but he was solid until he got hurt, and then. He came back, was moved to guard, and it was a disaster, and he subsequently was gone a few years after that. I think Mike and Rick at one time did a pretty good job, and there's, and I don't think it can be debated that there was a time where defensively Mike did an outstanding job. Last couple of years, not so much. So that, that's where I think we have to be – it's more fair to be careful because when we're talking about what they did, there's a period of time where – I'm not, I'm not trying to say that they were Vince Lombardi, but they definitely can't be dismissed as being um, incompetent 
it then the last two years I think got worse. So yes, you, your goal is now to have a GM and coach in place too that can identify properly what talent on the offensive side of the ball too can identify quarterbacks and like it or not interior offensive line because that has been a problem. L says, I keep hearing about that everyone is impressed with this new GM, new GM, but he hasn't done anything. Spielman and Zimmer were more of a unicorn of how negative they made this whole organization, but this is the kind of crap that spews from a new GM. Yes, he's different because he's about analytics, and it's okay to be hype, but I'm just saying to feather that brake pedal. Did you write that comment, Judd Solgett? Are you? Are you? Is, is, is there a? Are, are you using an old Twitter account and or a dummy Alias, YouTube account to put your no. own takes into our show? No, that's not me. But it's a, it's exactly right. We just don't know. I mm-hmm. told you and Phil that we do not know. It's fair to say that, right? That's not being a negative person. That is, look, this guy's new. Sounds like he's very smart. I just recall, I recall back in, what, 2016 when we were singing the praises of young Derek Falvey. And look, the Twins came out of the gate and eventually got good. And now they're not. So that's a, that note, I don't know who wrote that. That's not me. But I would like to say, very nice. Well done. Let's all just wait and see. And our last comment here, as I always do, I always like to bring a Judd-related comment uh, onto the screen here. Jesse says, Judd, it's okay to be excited. You don't always have to be worrying about the worst-case scenario. You can take a few days to be excited for the unknown. What do you say about always worrying about the worst-case scenario? What do you have to say to Jesse, negative Jesse, Nancy, Jesse, thank you very much. So, Jesse, here's the problem. I've decided that people don't get me, and here's how. (laughs) I always see the potential worst-case but I'm the one that wants change. Like Vikings fans, and, and I'm not saying all, okay? But there seems to be a fairly large group of Vikings fans who are desperately afraid of, well, if you change the quarterback, what if we don't don't find a guy as good as Kirk? Or if you change the coach? or And I'm the guy who says, no, it's time for change. Like you can tell, you can tell with your local teams, it's not hard to tell when it's time that changes need to be made. And so I see a potential worst case, but I also say, let's change that. Um, And Vikings fans are like, no, but what if, but what if we don't? It's like, okay, so like the team gets bad, but then get a high draft pick. So I think people pigeonhole me in a way that's not fair at all because I'm also the guy pounding the table figuratively in front of me. Uh, I'm pounding the table for change. So I think that's a positive. Change is positive. And Quasi might be great. Wait and see. But would I have preferred that they kept Rick or went with Quasi? I'll take Quasi 10 out of 10 times. How's that for positive? That's pretty damn positive. Woo! Good for you. Good for you. Judd, you. Judd assumes the worst, hopes for the best. Well, I, think... I see the worst coming, and yeah. I try and, and cut that off at the path. Okay. But the reality is... You also need to make changes. It's why the next thing, Dex, mm-hmm. that I would like, and I think they will, the Vikings to work on the roster. A lot of fan favorites. Positively, I think, get rid of some of them. Yeah. That's a I positive. All right. That'll do it for our comments from YouTube. For Judd Zolgat, I'm Declan Goff. If you want a, a want a comment answered on a future episode, just comment in our YouTube section. Send us a note 
on the Score North app. And we'll be back. Who knows? We could be back in an hour. We could be back whenever. We're we at the know. mercy of breaking news. We never know, but we do have seven days a week of Minnesota Vikings content. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you for watching.